Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to Believe, a Bills fan podcast. I'm Jamie D'Amico, and I'm flying solo with you this week. We come at you every Sunday morning. You can count on it like clockwork, man. Uh, John Boccasino, not with us this week. John Boccasino is taking a very well-deserved week off. In the meantime, I think we've got a great show for you. This week, this is when I am going to discuss with you the players who I think are primed to be breakout performers in the 2023 Buffalo Bills season. Now, a couple rules here. This has to be a player that is already on the team because we're not going to count rookies as breakout performers. Um, It has to be somebody who is probably slightly maligned or somebody who we haven't seen all that much of. But we think that this is going to be a player that could, as a matter of fact, become integral to the Buffalo Bills as a team and possibly even a standout player in the end. I've gone with three of them, and I'm also going to discuss three players that I believe are not worthy of being on the list that may cause a little bit of controversy. Some conversation at minimum. And if you want to get involved in conversation, I strongly encourage you, hit me up on Twitter. I am at TheJamieDomico. If you want to talk to the illustrious John Boccasino, he can be found at John Boccasino. So let us start off, and I will let you know we have two offensive players and a defensive player in there. The first player that I see breaking out, and I think it's kind of predictable, but I think is going to be running back James Cook. Second year on the roster, James Cook looked good toward the end of last year and really was the reason Devin Singletary was let go in the offseason. He's going to not only have more touches, but is going to be the main beneficiary of the rebuilt interior of the offensive line. The Bills put a lot of resources into free agency when it came to bringing in guards and even players that are going to be main, mainly backups. Plus, they drafted Cyrus O'Torrance, a right guard who has been an absolute mauler that a number of people saw as having the talent to be a first-round pick. Well, the Bills fortunately got him in the second round. But let's look at what Cook did last year. He averaged 5.7 yards per carry 
Now, granted, it was only 89 carries, but that's still impressive. If we look at the potential for his workload to increase, we can look at the raw numbers going up from there. Buffalo Downs, a great follow if you find it both on uh, on the interwebs and on Twitter. But Buffalo Downs is predicting that we're going to see James Cook get in anywhere from 50 to 65% increase in touches. So if his touches increase by 60%, that's going to bring him up to about 900 yards rushing. And get this, 650 yards receiving. The combination of the two would honestly put him in the conversation of being in the Pro Bowl. And in addition to that, we're talking about a guy who will become a very reliable threat and has some speed, which is something that the Bills' offense did look to add last season. So, James Cook, I'm looking at you, buddy. Make me look smart here. Be a breakout performer in 2023. We're going to switch to the other side of the line of scrimmage now and talk about the defender that I think is going to be a breakout player. There was talk of him moving to safety, but that is not happening because at this point, the Buffalo Bills have six roster-worthy safeties in camp, and I am including Cam Lewis as part of that list. So this guy, Christian Benford, will not be moving to safety. He's going to be sticking at cornerback, and for very good reason. The guy has good size at 6'1", 205 pounds, long arms. He's not fast, but he's a good tackler. Now, let's take a look at what he did when he was in college. This was two years ago. In his senior year, he posted seven interceptions and 18 pass breakups, which led FCS schools. He has a nose for the ball. He even had an interception last season, even though he only played in nine games. But let's not forget, he broke camp as the starter. Not Kair Elam. Christian Benford broke camp as a starter, not the first-round draft pick across from Dane Jackson. So it got me thinking, though, what sort of injury history does he have? Is this going to be an issue where he misses seven, eight games per season? Well, his track record does not state that that would be the case. In fact, he only missed five games in college. Two freshman year, three sophomore year, played every game as a junior and a senior. So, I don't think that's going to be an issue going forward. The other thing that he has going for him is the fact that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have a great track record of uncovering talent late in the draft or undrafted free agents that turn into starters. We have someone on the roster right now that is one of those in Dane Jackson. And I think that Christian Benford is going to become the next one. I think that if he shows smarts on the field and doesn't deal with any history, I'm sorry, doesn't deal with any injuries, as his history says he will not, I think he's going to end up being the starter, not Dane Jackson. Even though the coaching staff likes Dane Jackson, I'm looking for this to be a four-interception guy and a very sound tackler that is going to be an asset in run defense. 
Okay, so now we're through two of the three. Who is the third? The position may surprise you, but my third candidate is going to be right tackle Spencer Brown. You say, an offensive lineman as a breakout performer? Yeah. Yes. And here's why. We know the guy's a physical freak. He had the all-time highest raw athletic score rating in the history of offensive linemen and raw athletic scores at the scouting combine. But we also knew he was raw and was going to need to be coached up, but they were betting on that athletic upside. Well, he got forced into the lineup as a rookie, started off well, and then started to see his play slip. Well, then he had an offseason to get ready, but injured his back in that offseason. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever had a back injury, but it's definitely going to be the type of thing that is going to limit flexibility and explosiveness. And when you take that into account, along with the fact that the guy is 6'8", and needs that flexibility in order to bend to get low enough to have leverage against the edge rushers that he's going against, he's definitely playing at a disadvantage. That is proven by his pro football focus score of 51.4. That's below average, and he was particularly bad this past season against speed rushers. Still very good as a blocker, Because he has that speed and that nimble athleticism that allows him to hit moving targets when he's lead blocking. This is also going to be his second year being coached up by Aaron Cromer, who by all accounts is one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL. That is definitely to his advantage. So if he is coming back healthy, which by all accounts he is, I think he is going to prove Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott correct because those two guys have been doing nothing but talking him up in the offseason. But with improved technique and health, I think we're potentially looking at a Pro Bowl player here. It's not a guarantee, but we can likely see that kind of performance out of him. It just needs to... Just tighten up a couple of things. So there you have it. My three that I think are going to break through. But there's a few players who are missing from the list. And I can already see my Twitter page blowing up. People asking about them. And let's start with Kair Elam. We all want to see Kair Elam break through because he was a first round pick last year. And... I mean, honestly, if he doesn't become a starter, is that a failure by the front office? Well, it could be. Or it could just be that Christian Benford is such a gem they can't keep him off the field. But Kyer Elam has been inconsistent in practice by all accounts. And Sean McDermott has said he needs to do better in practice in order to get time on the field. Well, that makes sense. But I, I wish I had... I wish I had a uh, a sample of Allen Iverson saying, man, we talk about practice. But really, if you haven't proven yourself, you can't gain the trust of the coaching staff, and I'm not sure he's going to be consistent enough to actually get on the field. Okay, 
Back to the other side of the ball. And this is the player I think most people are expecting to have a breakout year. I'm not sold yet. And I'm talking about receiver Khalil Shakir. Last season, Khalil Shakir had 10 receptions on 20 targets. But everybody's talking about him as being the guy who's going to take a big step forward this year. I don't know where that evidence is. He was on the field a bit, wasn't getting open, and only caught half of his targets. I don't see it yet. Now, granted, this could change. By the end of the preseason, I, I could be singing a very different very different tune, and I would love to. I would love to see Khalil Shakir as a starter at, in the slot. But I think that players like Deontay Hardy and uh, even Shorter are going to come in and probably uh, take snaps away from him. The other player, and I sort of outlined this earlier, but Dalton Kincaid, I'm not going to consider him for a potential breakout player, even though he may have a great rookie season. Uh, I, I just, for this exercise, I didn't want to include rookies because what I would consider them is an impact rookie. But the other side of it is that tight end is one of the most difficult positions in the NFL to learn. And it normally takes players two to three good years in the league before they really break through. And I just think that it would be asking too much of Kincaid, especially if they're giving him blocking assignments, to be that person who's going to come out and have a really big year as a rookie. Though it can happen. The stories we're hearing from minicamp, you know, when they're running around in their shorts and not playing physical with each other, is that he has very good instincts on the field. But I'm not ready to anoint him a high performer yet. We'll have to see. But anyway, there you have it. Those are my three breakout players. Spencer Brown, Christian Benford, and James Cook. If you agree, if you disagree... Do hit me up on Twitter. I'm at the Jamie D'Amico, D-A-M-I-C-O. And I encourage you to listen every week because we will be coming back at you once again next week. I'm Jamie D'Amico for the absent John Boccasino. Thank you for listening. Go Bills.